Hey, it's Dean. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome to another edition of the Psychology of Weight Loss. This is a show where we learn how to think greater than our emotions so we can be more reasonable and rational with the choices that we make so we can skew the odds of weight loss success in our favor. So um, what I wanted to talk about today is, by the way, this is the head cold edition. I'm a little stuffed up. Um, One of the rather lame excuses that I used not to get this episode out yesterday, I just didn't feel up to recording one, uh, which has been my challenge uh, at the beginning, uh, always my challenge with with the podcast, which I talked about two weeks ago. So this is the third episode I'm going to get out. And right now, it's just more important for me to get episodes out. I will continue to improve on my process and my systems as I'm moving along. Uh, but it's just, And it's the same thing with habits, right? In the beginning, they're hard. And you're just trying to figure out a way to show up and, and get some version of it out. And then you begin to sort of work on, on mastering the process and the system as you move forward. And so what I actually wanted to talk about today, and i got to lean over to grab my notebook here, um, as the new year approaches, everyone is going to be diving into weight loss systems. Of course, anybody who has to lose weight, I should say, is going to be diving into weight loss systems and joining gyms, which I do not recommend that people do, but they will do it anyhow and waste about $600 to $1,000 on something that they will use a few times and then stop going to and take forever to cancel. Uh, but that's not the nature of the, what today's uh, show is about either. What I wanted to talk about, instead of looking, instead of this whole approach of, you know, we always approach this from a weight loss standpoint, right? I want to lose 25 pounds or whatever. And so we, we invest in these extreme programs that we've done numerous times before that get us short-term results at best, but do not get us, you know, long-term results that we can actually sustain. So what I wanted to suggest instead of a better way to think about this is that what you're looking to do is you're looking to find a weight loss mentor. And I'm going to share with you five things that you should be looking for in a weight loss mentor and why you should be thinking a mentor as opposed to a program. And again, in businesses, we do this all the time, right? We all have, um, when we're looking to build a business, or our career resume, we all have people that we call mentors, people who teach us how to think and how to behave so that we can get more of what we want. Well, it's the same thing in weight loss. We should be looking at and thinking about weight loss mentors. And so here are what I consider to be the five things that you should be thinking about. And you can add to this list. But the first thing is, and I think this is the one of the big mistakes that people make, is you want to find someone who has a story that rivals your situation. So I'll give you a quick example. Back when I was in the paleo space, one of the big names, uh, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not shaming this person. I'm just, I'm just saying that this, I'm telling you my thinking on this, this approach. Uh, one of the big names, Mark Sisson, who I don't think Mark necessarily identifies now in paleo. He, he's, he's, and Mark's got a lot of great content, by the way. So it, it is, I said, I'm not shaming Mark or anything else. But uh, when I was in that space, he was never a mentor of mine. Uh, and here's why. Mark's never been fat, right? In fact, he had the complete opposite problem. He was, uh, he was like a marathon runner when he was young. So he was super thin, right? And so... Um, I, he was not a mentor of mine, and here's why he wasn't a mentor. 
If you've never been fat, then you do not understand what it's like um, to be carrying extra pounds all the time. You know, like, you know, when I think about my past journey, um, there are, like, again, if you've never been fat, you do not connect to this at all. But things like uh, just being embarrassed, for example, I'd be at a, a coffee shop, always wore sweatshirts, even when it was hot, because sweatshirts would hide how fat I was. Um, but if I had something on that was like a pullover and I had to take it off, I was horrified uh, that my, as I was taking it off, that my t-shirt would ride up and like my, my, my huge stomach would be exposed, right? So there was a whole, uh, there was this whole process that I would go through to try and, you know, sort of make sure that the t-shirt didn't ride up and I could get the, like, it looked awkward. It was just an awkward display of, um, core of lack of coordination, trying to get this stuff off. But again, if you've never been fat, you don't, you don't understand that. Um, if you've never been fat or overweight, then you don't understand like sitting down and then you can feel your love handles. They hang over your pants. Like you can feel them. I was always uncomfortable with that. I remember in the summertime, I'd be wearing a t-shirt, baggy, by the way, I always bought baggy t-shirts, um, and horrified when the wind was blowing into me and it would, again, it would sort of stick to my stomach and, and, you know, or walking by um, mirrored office buildings and not looking because I did not want to see what, like, you know, I didn't want to see what I looked like. If you've never been overweight, you don't understand any of that. So the first thing that you want to do is you want to find somebody who has a story that's similar to yours, right? So if you are looking to lose 100 pounds, for example, then you want to find people that have at least a 100-pound weight loss story. Um, because they get it, right? They get not only the the physical physical aspect of this journey, but the psychological aspect of this journey as well, too. So that's the first thing. A lot of people invest in the wrong people, right? We we invest in people who've never been fat, so they don't they they the best they can do is they they guess at what it's like, but they don't know. So I'm not interested in those people. I want people that that have been there already and can and help me work through whatever it is I have to work through. Also, like in that same vein of not just weight loss, but it should be age appropriate as well too. Like following some 25 or 30 year old who has never been overweight, to which I always say, let's see where you are when you're 57, you know, my friend. <laughs> um, but again, to me, that, that's, that's not the kind of people that I'm looking to invest in. They don't understand the journey. They, they can tell us things to do. But they don't know how to help us navigate the psychological aspect of this. So first and foremost then is you want to find a, a situation that rivals your own. So that's the first thing when you're looking for a weight loss mentor. By the way, I'm recording on my phone and for some reason, um, my, uh, it, it keeps going dark on me here. So it's just uh, it's a bit annoying. Uh, number two, when you're looking for a weight loss mentor is you want to find somebody that has not only lost this the amount of weight that you're looking to lose, but they have sustained it at least three to five years. Um, and I'll tell you a quick story about myself, right? I wrote a book 10 years ago, 10 years ago this year, actually, uh, where I, I went paleo. I lost uh, a bunch of weight, not as much as I've lost now, but I lost a bunch of weight. And I, I remember at the time thinking I was about 75% of, my, of the way towards my goal. 
And I wrote a book. And I was, you know, I, I, I had a successful podcast. But I was only probably about a year into that journey. And there are lots of people that have one-year success stories. Um, there are not a lot of people. As First of all, everyone's got a weight loss story. Everybody has lost weight. 1% of the 1% have lost weight and kept it off long-term. That's who you're looking to find. You're not just looking for people who have lost weight because those are short-term stories. They have not – because there's two parts to this journey that we don't realize. The first is losing weight. That's what everybody thinks the journey is. It's all about losing weight. That's the first part. In fact, that's the easier part of the two journeys. The second part, which is exponentially more difficult, is keeping it off. And people are probably listening right now going, what? What do you mean? Like that's the harder part of the journey. It's harder because the incentives change, right? When you're losing weight, you get rewarded uh, you know, on a regular basis because you get on the scale and your weight's gone down. Once you've achieved your, and I'm putting this in quotation marks, whatever your ideal body weight is, the incentives change. You get on the scale every day and your weight might be up a bit or down a bit or up a bit or down a bit, but the incentives are different. So the journey has to change psychologically for you. And a lot of people don't think about that. And they're unaware of a lot of the false beliefs that start to creep in and the crazy things we start to do again, thinking like, oh, well, you know what? Now I can, I can, I can reintroduce this again. And like just there's lots of, lots of crazy things that we do. Keeping the weight off is a harder part of the journey. So when you're looking for a weight loss mentor, you want somebody that's at least three to five years. It's only like... Even after my first year, um, I did not trust myself. And I was hesitant about sharing my story with people. It, it, I, I think it was a, close to the one-year mark when I did ultimately share my – initially share. But I was really, really – actually, it was a little less than a year. But I was really hesitant when I did share that stuff because I still didn't trust myself. And it's only now um, – today is uh, 1,240 on this journey – uh, for those playing along at home, that's three and a half years. Like I, I now, I now trust myself on this journey. I know that this is. I'm never going to get to the point where, ever, like, like has happened every other time in my life, where I lost weight and I put it back on again. That won't happen anymore. Um, I, I, I still only take this journey day to day. I'm not. I'm not arrogant about it anymore because I've made that mistake in the past too. But I know that what I'm doing now is ingrained. In my in my system, so I show up like it's painful not to do things. So you know, logging my foods, weighing my foods, weighing myself, walking, all the things that I do now are ingrained. Like it's painful not to do them. I have to do them. So you want to find somebody that's that's got has sustained their success for at least three to five years. Number three, as I pull up my notebook here, somebody that has a methodology that fits the context of the life that you lead. So another mistake that we make when we're investing in mentors, weight loss mentors, is again, like these people have these crazy programs. Uh, I'll I'll tell you a quick story. (laughs) Uh, A friend of mine used to work at Starbucks and he was always into lifting weights and he, uh, like like you, you could tell, you knew that he lifted. And so he signed up for this program it was a six-week program, online thing. You just do it yourself. But he bought this program, and the guy had this whole training regiment that you had to do. It was super extreme, and he had a whole list of like, here's, here are all the meals you're going to eat. Here's all the food you have to buy. 
And I remember him telling me, like, on the first week, he went out to buy all this food. He spent $250 just on the food for the first week. And anyway, it was super extreme. I think he did the first six weeks. And then his plan was to do it again. But it was just so extreme, he didn't end up doing it again. So, um, But what we end up doing is we invest in these methodologies that just don't fit the context of our life. Like... You know, like one of the things people have to sort of realize, even with me, is you have to look at my life and say like, okay, well, he's single. He doesn't have children. He works for himself. Like my circumstances are different than yours. Now, all that said, one of the things that I thought about when I designed my program was I thought, I always thought the person that I always had in mind is I thought whatever I do, and I still use this, whatever I do has to work for a stay-at-home mother of three small children. That she has to see, you know what? I could do that. I can do this. So like a lot of the things that I do are not designed based on what's best for me. It's based on what is best for her. That's what I always think about. So um, what we're trying, again, you have to look at the context of, of what they're teaching and whether or not that fits into your life. Again, if you're a mother or a father and you have two children and you work full time, the idea of then going to the gym and doing like a one hour program uh, in an ideal world sounds great, but it doesn't work into your real life. So it has to be something that fits within the context of your life. So for me, I'm looking to attract people who, again, busy people, who are not interested in going to a gym. I don't go to a gym. I don't change into I don't change into workout clothes. I I just I do my workout sporadically throughout the day and my workout works regardless of where my feet are. So, you know, if I I was supposed to go until I caught this head cold, I was supposed to go away this weekend. My program works. Doesn't matter where I am. I can do it anywhere and I can squeeze it in uh regardless of where I'm at. And so those are the kinds of people that I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who are not gym rats, who have no interest in, in, in going to a gym, but are looking at doing something that allows them to get fit, that they're going to create a body that they really, really like doing a lot less. That's the other thing. Uh, you know, with my program is I, I do 10 minutes a day and that's it. I didn't do 10 minutes yesterday uh, because of uh, said head cold. However, uh, I did set my program up so it would work on my worst days. And I was able to do half of what I wanted to do. And that was totally fine. That was my goal. I thought if I can just do half, that's great. Um, so it has to fit into the context of your life. That's the third thing. Number four, it's based on principles, not prescriptions. So I kind of hit on the prescription part uh, on the last explanation, right, is that too many of us sign up for programs where people say, okay, you're going to eat these kinds of foods. Here are the, here, here's your meal plan. Uh, here's your exercise plan. That doesn't work for people. You have to, you, you're looking to invest in principles. Um, and then you figure out how to make those principles work within the context of the life that you lead. So, for example, I, I coach clients. I never tell clients how to eat. I always show them how I eat. And I talk about the principles behind how I'm eating. But the, I don't say, listen, you need to eat the way I eat. It's like we need to design an eating plan. And here are the principles behind an eating plan that works for you, right? So like, again, um, as another example, I've taken sugar out of my diet. I do not tell people that they need to take sugar out of their diet. I tell them why I do it. 
And I always tell them why it's a good idea that over time they want to, they do want to remove that stuff because it messes with your brain. Um, but it's something that again we you know that that they can they can incorporate uh, any way that they want. So, but there's always principles at play. So what you're looking for is a principle driven approach, not a prescription driven approach, because that's just not it's not sustainable. Uh, prescriptions burn people out. Um, I have done them in the past. You know, I, I've told the story numerous times. P90X, great program, prescription, super extreme. I did it for 90 days. Nobody knew. I thought I'll do it again. Uh, it lasted one day and I was done because I burned myself out. And But I learned a lot from that, right? So now again, it's like I've, I've got a principle. I'm only going to train 10 minutes a day. I've got four areas that I work on. I keep it super simple. Again, I can do it regardless of where my feet are at. I don't change into workout clothes. That's a principle-centered approach. So you want somebody that's that focusing on principles, not prescriptions. And then the fifth thing is that it ha- it also has to fit into your philosophy. Um, so the people that you're investing in are going about this in the right way. So... Um, as I said, like when I look at, you know, like one of the things again, and, and, and I'm looking to attract a specific type of person, right? I'm looking to attract somebody who does not, you know, who understands the importance of exercise, but kind of like me is like, you know, I don't necessarily, I know exercise is good for me, but I don't want to spend an hour a day on exercise. I want to spend that extra time that I save doing the things I love, being with the people that I love. And so I'm just looking to do the bare minimum so that I can get the you know greatest return on my investment. So from a philosophy standpoint, that's how I always approach everything of like, again, this is not about how much can I do? How little can I do to get the greatest return on my investment so that I can put all my energies into all the things that I love? So that philosophy... Uh, works wonderful for me, and I'm looking to attract other people who are like, "Yep, I, 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 that's I want that. I, I, that to me makes sense." Especially when you think about it, if you are if you're a partner, a parent, uh, you you know you you you're an employee or or you own your own business, like you don't have a ton of time. So you know you want to find something that kind of allows you to kind of fit it into the the few f- free moments you do have. Uh, and then again, spend your time where you want to spend it with your family, your friends, your business, all those sorts. With yourself, you know, like again, being able to carve out time for yourself. So again, if if somebody is like, I want something that emphasizes less time, but with maximum results, then again, they're 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 going to buy into my thing. If, but again, if you're a gym rat and you want to spend an hour, hour and a half in the gym, then I'm not the program for you. You want to find somebody that has that philosophy. So. That's really all I wanted to talk about. But I'm going to sum it up for you. Because again, I said, I think rather than approaching 2023 with the idea of like, what's a weight loss program that I can invest in? I'm going to suggest instead that you're looking for a weight loss mentor, right? So they would have a podcast, they would have a blog, they would also have programs that you could buy from them. But you have different entry points where you can... um uh, that, that you can enter in order to really learn from their journey so that you can model the things that they've done 
and and ultimately achieve the success that you want. Uh, uh, yeah, the success. <laughs> Can't talk the success that you want. So just a quick summary again. Um, when you're looking to find a weight loss mentor, you want to find somebody that has a success story that rivals what you're looking to create. Very, very important. Number two, you want to find somebody who has kept it off at least three to five years because there's a whole bunch of flashes in the pans. And I was one of those people back 10 years ago. Uh, you don't want to invest in those people because they haven't figured out the long, how, to, how to make this last long term. Two very different people. One group is a dime a dozen. The other group is the 1% of the 1%. Find the 1% of the 1%. Number three, you want to invest in somebody that has a methodology that fits in the context of the life that you lead. Not the life that they lead, the life that you lead. When people design programs, they design it for their life. You have to remember that. So you, you want something that's going to work in the context of your life. Number four, it's based on principles not prescriptions. You want to avoid prescriptions. Those don't last. They burn you out. They get you short-term results, not sustainable long-term. You already know that anyhow, whether you thought of that or not. You already know that intuitively because you've tried that in the past. And number five is you also want to align yourself with somebody who uh, is is philosophically uh, in line with what you're looking to create. That is it, my friend. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with anybody that you think would be interested in it. Uh, If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, consider subscribing once a week. Uh, At least once a week, I'll be putting out more of how I think and approach this journey. And if this resonates with you, then you're going to love this stuff. And uh, I also have a blog. And be sure to subscribe to that as well. Listen, have a great rest of your day and have an awesome weekend. Ciao.